for the precious cross that you bore for us. We enjoy so many blessings as Christians saved by grace. We're thankful for the blessings we receive when we study the Word of God. We pray that even this morning as we share together, we will learn about the walk that we walk. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see Jesus. We pray in His precious name. Amen. Amen. Most of you know that right now we're studying every week the Gospel of Matthew. And our theme in this season comes from the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We see when we open the Gospel of Matthew a unique phrase, the kingdom of the heavens. And we are learning what it means to be people living in the kingdom of the heaven. Just as an example, now we shared the Lord's table this morning. Now, we don't always have the kingdom perspective, but when we do, we realize that the Lord's table is somewhere between earth and heaven. It's not just an earthly practice because it's before the table that's in heaven. And so we live our lives on earth as it is in heaven. We are marching to another drummer. Our king is in heaven. But he's giving the orders down here on earth. And so we have spoken during the Bible studies on Wednesday night. And one of the things we're stressing is that the continual theme throughout Matthew is of spiritual invasion. For the Gospel of Matthew shows us that Jesus came from heaven and invaded this earth with his saving love. And throughout the Gospel of Matthew we see because the Lord Jesus has invaded the earth he meets sometimes fierce opposition. We just studied how Satan opposed him in the wilderness. But the Lord always gains the victory. Because he knows something that most people don't realize. Even on this earth, heaven rules. God is the king of the kingdom. And he rules over all. And so as we study Matthew, we see this general this king who is leading uh, the victory of the kingdom coming down to earth. 
Satan is being defeated. The world is being defeated. And people are being saved. And gathered into the kingdom. So as you're reading the kingdom, you read the kingdom in Matthew. You begin to see that you and I are soldiers of the cross. And we're in this battle for the kingdom to come to earth. The other gospels give us other pictures. We know in Mark, the picture is that Jesus comes as the servant king. And he comes not to be served, but to serve in the kingdom. Because we follow Jesus the kingdom servant, we are servants in the house of God. When we see Jesus come in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus comes as the evangelist. He says, I, the Son of Man, have come to seek and to save that which was lost. So when you read the Gospel of Matthew, you see the word saved, saved, salvation, saved, all through the Gospel. And because Jesus is the great evangelist, so we are to be witnesses in this world, bringing the gospel of salvation to people. And when we read the gospel of John, we see that our king is divine son of God. He is the I am. He says, I am your water of life. I am your bread from heaven. And so now until the kingdom comes fully to earth, we bear the testimony of Jesus, the great I am. So in Matthew, the focus is, in a sense, on the warfare. And as we read in Matthew, there are certain uh, recurring themes that we find. And the one that I want to just Underscore this morning from our studies on Wednesday night. Is the use in Matthew of the term the wilderness. Now if you'll open to the Gospel of Matthew, we'll just notice a few verses at the beginning on wilderness. When we turn to Matthew chapter 3, we find John the Baptist as the first uh, soldier of the king. And we see in verses 1 and 2, Now in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens is at hand. 那有世喜的约翰出来,在犹太的旷野传道,说天国近了,你们应当悔改。We find in verse 3, this is his very purpose. 我们在第三节里面看见他来的目的。For this is the one referred to by Isaiah the prophet when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. 这人就是先知以赛亚所说的, so we begin to hear the gospel of the kingdom of the heavens. But we notice now, we hear the gospel in the wilderness. 
Now we look into Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. And we note that Jesus has just been baptized in the Jordan River. And immediately after the baptism it says in verse 1, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So even Jesus, the king of the kingdom, had to go through a season of 40 days in the wilderness. Now I'd like you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Because we see Paul takes the wilderness story as his theme of exhortation. Now he is teaching the Christians about their Christian life. And he says in verse 1, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from the spiritual rock which followed them. And the rock was Christ. <laughs> Verse 5, Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Now these things happened as examples for us, so that we would not crave evil things as they also crave. And then you look down the list, you see many things that the children of Israel craved in the wilderness. But we come to verse 11 through 13. Now these things happened to them as an example. And they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation in the wilderness, see has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. Now we know that in the kingdom our God reigns forever. He created this world. And behold, it was good. And he created it so that his son could reign as Lord over this creation. But we know that in this creation there has been rebellion. It seems according to the Bible that Satan and some fallen angels rebelled against God's kingdom. And they were thrown down from heaven. Now they were thrown down to the area of the earth. 
But they actually abide usually in the place that Paul calls the heavenlies. That is, they surround the earth just above us. Okay. And we also find, of course, that man also fell into sin and rebels against God on this earth. But the Psalms say, Though the nations rage, and the leaders imagine vain things, heaven still rules. Now our amazing God made a tactical decision. Now he could have destroyed all his enemies in a moment. He could destroy this earth. But even though he could do these things, God is love. And being rich in mercy, rather than destroy this world, he sent his son into this world to capture its people. And when Jesus comes back for his kingdom, which is very soon, then God will again reign on heaven and earth. But until that time, we see in this world conflict. Conflict. Jesus came in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, but still he faced conflict as he walked through the world. But we see, after many occasions where Jesus cast out the demons and healed the sick, Jesus said a wonderful parable about himself. He said, nobody can plunder the strong man's house until first he overwhelms the strong man. What he was talking about was Satan. Satan has so many people sick. So many people sick. So many people bound. So many people in darkness. But when Jesus came to earth, he wrestled with Satan in the wilderness. And he bound him up with cords. And now Jesus is plundering Satan's household. People are getting saved. People are getting healed. People are seeing the light of heaven again. And of course, after living in this world for 33 and a half years, the greatest victory of the king is when he died on the cross. He didn't just want to heal our human body. He wanted to save our eternal soul. The most precious thing a man has is his eternal soul. And by Jesus' death on the cross, he saved man's soul. If they come and believe in him. Now my hope this morning is that most of you live in the kingdom of the heavens. 
啊，我盼望今天早上你们大部分人都是活在这一个国度里。Jesus says in John chapter three, if you've been born again, you're in the kingdom of the heaven. 啊，主耶稣在约翰啊福音三章里说，如果你重生了，你就是在这个国度里。And along with all the blessings of heaven. 啊，有这一些啊天国的祝福。There's also conflict. 也会有这个征战。You and I. Must now fight the good fight of faith. Ah, you and me, we must fight the good fight of faith. Ah, you and me, we must fight the good fight of faith. Ah, you and me, we must fight the good fight of faith. Somehow it's opposed by the enemy. 每次我们有福音聚会的时候，仇敌都会想办法阻扰。And everyone who gets saved at some point enters into spiritual warfare. 所以每一个得救的啊，好像都会进入一个属灵的征战。Whenever the Lord assembles a church together, they face challenges. 哦，当神把一个教会放在一起的时候，他们会面对一些挑战。And so every Child of God knows various trials. So, 每一个神的儿女啊，都会认识到这一个啊啊一个一个试炼。And that's where the wilderness comes in. 所以这就是这个旷野啊，它的它会会这个旷野的原因。This invasion of the kingdom of the heavens upon this earth actually begins in the wilderness. 哦，这个天国会占领这个地。Now I don't know how many of you realize how important wilderness is. 我不知道你们有多少人真是认识到这个旷野的重要性。How many times do you think wilderness is in the Bible? 你觉得旷野在圣经里面被提到几次呢 ？What's your guess? 你猜一猜。Do I hear fifty? 你可以有人猜五十吗 ？A hundred? 有一百吗 ？Two hundred? 两百吗 ？Three hundred? 三百吗 ？You've gone too far. Two hundred eighty-one times. Two hundred eighty-one times. Two hundred eighty-one times. Because John the Baptist came into the wilderness preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Now you think John the Baptist should go to the city to preach the gospel? Especially New York City. But somehow God chooses Long Island. But no, not really. But he chose the wilderness. He chose the wilderness because people are not listening in the city. But if somebody gets into the wilderness, you start to listen. Now you know the wilderness all over the world in the ancient days was avoided by all people. 啊，在古时候啊，许多人都会尽量避免避开这一个旷野。It stirs up our fears. 因为它好像挑挑起我们的一些恐惧。How many of you have gone out to a place where you're all by yourself? There's nobody else around. You're under a dark sky. The stars are brightly shining. 啊，你们有多少人曾经好像到完全的离开众人啊，在一个啊完全安静的地方？然后可以看到天上的星星。You're there in the middle of the night. 哦，你是在晚上在那里。You're hearing strange sounds. 咕咕啊啊！你会听到一些奇怪的声音。呼呼。And one is there's some animals coming to get you. 好像有许多的野兽要来抓你。So the Bible says the wilderness is a great and terrible thing, according to Deuteronomy. 被圣经《生命记》里头提到，旷野是一个大而可怕的地方。Again, the Bible defines the wilderness as a place of fiery serpents and scorpions and drought. 啊，甚至圣经会描描述旷野是有
And according to Mark, when Jesus went into the wilderness, he was with the wild beast. Nobody wants to go to the wilderness. Now I know today, some of our young people take camping trips into the wilderness. They have flashlights and they have their car a hundred yards away. And they have uh, uh, sleeping blankets that uh, are rated at different temperatures. And of course, when the young people go on a trip into the wilderness, they always take grandma who has three days supply of food. But in the old days, nobody went into the wilderness at night. Over and above wild animals, lack of water, lack of food, the old people thought that the devil and his evil spirits lived in the wilderness. That anybody who gets caught in the wilderness overnight has an experience they'll never forget. All night long you lay there with your eyes wide open. Your heart is pounding as you hear the panthers coming near to your tent. So, this is the understanding of wilderness. So, how come the gospel first comes to the wilderness? John the Baptist was, we read, the voice that cries in the wilderness. Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens is invading the earth. Uh, we remember, because you were with us in the Wednesday night Bible study, right? All of you. That the word in Hebrew for wilderness is very strange. You notice we have the word in English, wilderness. And what's the most important part? Wild. But in Hebrew, the word wilderness is a word in Hebrew, midbar. It comes from the Hebrew word davar, which means word. Now you know, in Greek, word is logos. In Hebrew, it's davar. But the wilderness in Hebrew is called Middavar. It's the place of the voice. Think about that. Sometimes to hear the voice of God, we must find ourselves in the wilderness. So we see that this wilderness is the place where people get saved. Because you see, the physical wilderness that we just mentioned that causes such fear. That wilderness is a picture of the spiritual wilderness that the Holy Spirit brings us into. Did you notice that it said after Jesus' baptism and Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness? And we remember in the Gospel of John in chapter 16, 
that our Lord gives us a beautiful picture of how the Holy Spirit brings us into the wilderness. Why does he bring us into the wilderness? It says in John 16, 8, The Holy Spirit, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Now listen, we live in this world. We're proud, we're lazy. We don't listen for God. But the Holy Spirit takes, has a way of bringing us into a wilderness. Where things get very quiet. Where we begin to sense our need. Where we begin to fear, perhaps even death. We used to live in a big world, but now our world becomes very small when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to us. Our heart becomes afraid. And we recognize our sins and we begin to look for forgiveness. Then, in that moment of quiet, Jesus speaks to us. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Holy Spirit takes a life and prepares them for salvation in a wilderness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Unless we can be set aside from the world's busyness, we usually don't listen. But sometimes, through sickness, or maybe through a loss of a job, or a breakup of a loved one, or the death of someone, or a a sense of meaninglessness, such time, is a wilderness for God to speak with His voice. So when Jesus, in John chapter 3, was talking to Nicodemus about how to be saved. Now we all know verse 16 where He says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son but whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, Jesus wants Nicodemus to be saved. But the verse just before John 3.16, John 3.15, and 14 and 15, this is what Jesus told Nicodemus. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whosoever believes in him will have eternal life. And Jesus brings Nicodemus back to that story in Numbers chapter 21. Do you remember that story? The children of Israel have been wandering in the wilderness. And they're being led by the cloud and the fire through the wilderness. But at one point they turn back around toward the wilderness. And it says in the Hebrew, And the children of Israel, their soul, 
became short with God. And they say, is God trying to kill us? We hate this bread of manna that God's giving us. And they blamed God. And so God sent snakes as a judgment in the wilderness. There are snakes that can poison you in the wilderness. The snakes of sin are there in the wilderness. And thousands of the children of Israel were bitten by these poisonous snakes. Because of their sins against God, they are doomed to die from the snake bite. But our God is a merciful God. He said to Moses, Build in the middle of the wilderness a pole and put a snake on that pole made out of copper brass. Now if somebody gets bit, now they will die. Unless they look up on that pole and they see that brass snake speaking of judgment. And if they look up, they will not die. So Jesus says, I will be lifted up upon the cross. And you are dying because of the poison of sin in your life. But if you look up upon the cross where Jesus died, if you believe that Jesus died for you, you'll be saved. You'll have eternal life. You won't die because of your sin. Isn't that wonderful gospel? But you see, it's all involved with the wilderness. And so, we see that wonderful gospel story. And we see that the wilderness is very important because of its spiritual meaning. Now, so the wilderness speaks of the place where we hear the voice of God and we are saved. But the wilderness has a second function for Christians in the wilderness. We have several places in the New Testament. When the wilderness is used as an example of the life that you and I go through as Christians. Now I know when you got saved, you entered into a land of milk and honey. And uh, Shanghai rolls, all kinds of good things. But you also, as a Christian, go through seasons of the wilderness. Now let me make a distinction. Your life is lived on Canaan's table land. You live in the promised land. But you also know wilderness seasons. Of course, you know I'm talking about Hebrews chapter 3. And the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 3, verse 7, Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear His voice, the wilderness voice, 
Now do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me to anger as in the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tried me by testing me and saw my works for 40 years. Now we find something strange. Now here are Christians. But they're not listening to the voice of God. Today, if you hear my voice, don't be like the children in the wilderness. So you see, sometimes as Christians, we don't listen to the voice of God. We get so busy with our jobs, so busy with our life. And our experience becomes like the children of Israel. We have a choice. We can live in the promised land of faith and rest. Or we go through a season of wilderness wandering. Now we just read previously that passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 where Paul is speaking to Christians. He says, Now all of you as Christians have passed through the sea of baptism into salvation. All of you have been under the cloud of the Holy Spirit's power. All of you have tasted the spiritual food of Christ. All of you have drunk the spiritual waters, living waters of Christ. Then why have you started murmuring? And why are you craving worldly things? And why are you fighting God? And why are you doubting His love? And why are you making idols? These things don't belong in the promised land. They belong in the wilderness. So you see, Paul is warning us as Christians that we can find ourselves in this wilderness. So let's spend just a couple of minutes and see what is this wilderness for us? Now are we there because we've sinned? Well, perhaps, but it's more than that. Are we in the wilderness because we're being punished? No, that's not really the most important part. Are we in the wilderness as part of our kingdom preparation? Just think about this. Jesus was the king. But he had to be prepared through the wilderness. So what is the Lord's purpose for the wilderness? Well, of course, we see that if Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, and there he found himself in a conflict of temptation from the devil. We saw that Jesus faced starvation. Now would he trust God when he's starving? You remember the devil said, take those round stones and make them round loaves of bread. 
那我们记得魔鬼说，你可以拿那些圆的石头，把它变成圆圆的面包。Now you know something, Jesus could do that. 啊，你知道主耶稣他的确可以这样做。But he didn't do that. 可是他却没有这样做。Do you know why? 你知道为什么吗 ？Because he knew something by experience. 因为他借着经验，他知道。What was that? 是什么呢 ？He knew that the Bible said. 他知道圣经说。God says, I took you children into the wilderness. And I humbled you and made you hungry. Oh, he said, "Oh, God brought people into the wilderness to feed them." Why? Why? Because I want you to know that man does not live by bread alone. Man must live by the word of God. Because I want you to know that man does not live by bread alone. Now you are making decisions all on your own. Because you don't realize that you need God's word speaking to you in order to live in the promised land. You need God's word speaking to you in order to live in the promised land. Of course, we all know that we need bread. We all know that we need bread. And God does not starve anybody to death. Even for the rebels in the wilderness, he gave them manna. Ah, even those against him, he gave them manna. Now, most of the Jews in the most of the Jews in the wilderness didn't like the manna because it's a, it's a health food. Ah, many Jews in the wilderness didn't like the manna because it was health food. So I'm eating healthy food every day. I'm losing my appetite. God says, "How you know?" You as a human being are not first my belly. You are first my spirit. Is your spirit being fed by the Word of God? Then if it's not. I'll let you starve and get hungry a little bit until you start feeding your spirit by the word of God. Ah, 如果不是的话，我就让你稍微饥饿一下，让你知道就是神话语能够供应你。Now do you know even Jesus was tempted to take food? 你知道，甚至耶稣他也被受试探，要啊来来啊吃食物。And Jesus was tempted by the devil with pride. 啊，魔鬼也试探耶稣。And Jesus was tempted by the devil with his human ambition. So, 魔鬼也试探耶稣，给让他有这个世上的荣华。Now you'll have to study our Wednesday night Bible study to get more on that. 你如果想要更多认识的话，请你参加礼拜三的查经。But here's a lesson. Here's something to think about. 哦，这里有一个教训我们要学的。When a Christian goes through a season of the wilderness. They have been led there by the Lord. Now you may have gotten there for various different reasons. Maybe it was your sin that got you into the wilderness. Maybe you began to doubt God's love. Maybe your prayers. You sense the silence of heaven. Ah, 也许你的祷告，你好像啊啊听到了啊天上的寂静。But God has drawn you into the wilderness for deeper lessons. 可是神把你引到旷野，有一个更深的功课。I just want to touch on two of these lessons today. 我希望今天可以呃讲到两。I hope you'll think about these things. 两件功课我们可以思想。The illustration of Moses in the wilderness helps us understand why we must be led through the wilderness. 我们看见摩西在旷野，我们就比较可以认识我们为什么需要经过旷野。If you turn to Deuteronomy chapter one, 你如果翻到啊啊生命记的第一章 ，Now we know that Deuteronomy is Moses at the end of his life talking about the wandering through the wilderness over forty years. 我们知道生命记是摩西他在旷野里头。Just listen to verses one and two. Oh, just 
These are the words which Moses spoke to all Israel across the Jordan in the wilderness. Verse 1, Deuteronomy 1.1. Now do you notice? They're in the wilderness. Do you notice? Moses is the voice of God. And what's the first thing he says about the whole 40 years that they wandered all through the desert? Verse 2. It is 11 days journey from the Mount Sinai by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. So what is he saying? When we crossed the Red Sea, it was an 11-day journey to get to the Promised Land. And everybody check their iWatch calendar. And they recognized it wasn't 11 days. It took us 40 years to get here. Now why does Moses begin by saying this, giving us this measurement? What was the problem that took 40 years to get to the edge of the promised land? Of course we remember there were 10 reasons God says why you rebelled and sinned against me. But, but there's two deeper lessons for us to grasp. Do you know why it took 40 years to get from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea? Because the children of Israel were called to bear the testimony of God in this world. Now there were two million people who had to go through the wilderness. Many, many wonderful children. But the most valuable thing they had was this ark made of gold that they carried on their shoulders through the wilderness. This was the ark of the testimony of God. And because they were carrying this testimony, God was with them. God fed them. God defeated their enemies. The fire over them in the cloud made the other nations afraid to attack them. What's so special about the children of Israel? They're carrying the ark of the testimony of God. But God cannot have His children bear that testimony unless their lives are conformed to the righteousness of God. And I don't know if you've read the story recently in the book of Numbers. But the children of Israel complained against God the whole time. So here they are carrying the ark. God is Jehovah, the great I am. And while they're carrying it, they're crying, saying, where's my food? Where's my water? 
呃水在哪里 ？I'm afraid of the wilderness. 我很怕，我很怕这个旷野。I don't like Moses. He's a bad leader. 我不喜欢摩西，因为他是不好的领袖。Moses said, "I don't like the children. They're evil children." 摩西说他们是呃凶恶的子民。Oh, the story goes on and on. You don't want to hear how bad the children of Israel were. Ah,、uh, 这边有许多的故事，你真的不想要听这些故事。But what did the wilderness expose? 可是旷野它暴露了什么呢 ？Who they really were. 暴露了他们本性的实在。Now, why does the Lord lead us into the wilderness? 为什么主把我们带到旷野呢 ？Now we're all such perfect Christians. 我们好像是何等完美的基督徒。You see my shiny face. Oh, look at the ladies here! They're all beautiful. Now, we brothers look like we should be in the wilderness. We're like animals. But we all think, oh, I have such faith. Oh, I trust Jesus. Oh, so the Holy Spirit puts us in the wilderness. Now, let's see if you still trust Jesus. So the Holy Spirit puts us in the wilderness. Now, let's see if you still trust Jesus. Then suddenly we start to question God. 对，我们忽然就开始。Why am I going through these things? 我们开始质问神。Where have you gone, God? 我为什么会发生这些事 ？Have you ever heard such sounds? 你有没有听过这些声音呢？啊。So while we are complaining, 对，当我们抱怨的时候 ，Here's what God does. 啊，神就这样做。He loves us. 他爱我们。He keeps us. He provides for us. He protects us. All the time we're complaining. You see, that's one of the lessons we learned in the wilderness. We'll have to face our struggles. We have hardships. We have questions. We have many questions, and the Lord wants all of these to come out on the surface. So we also want these things to be brought to the surface. So the wilderness for us sometimes is a barren place. So the wilderness for us sometimes is a barren place. So the wilderness for us sometimes is a barren place. So the wilderness for us sometimes is a barren place. So the wilderness for us sometimes Oh, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I I don't feel him. Oh, 我相信耶稣基督，可是我没有什么感觉。There's a place that he places us in sometimes. It's a place of separation, isolation, loneliness. Oh, 他会把我们摆在一个分开的、隔离的、一个孤独的、孤单的地方。When you see a dear brother or sister going through a wilderness season. 当你看到一个亲爱的弟兄姐妹经过一段旷野的时日的时候 ，Do not judge them. 你不要去论断他。Do not condemn them. 不要去定罪他。Do not say, Yeah, yeah, you see, that's because you did this and this and that. That's why you're in the wilderness. 你不要跟他说，哦，就是因为你做了这些这些，你才会在旷野。No, they're in the wilderness because God led them in the wilderness to show them one thing. 他们在旷野里头是因为神把他们带到旷野，让他们看见。He wants to show them. The cross that's standing up in the middle of the wilderness. 让他们看见在旷野当中的杆子。Because it's by the power of the cross that he puts to death these murmurings, these angers, these questions, these things that remain in our heart. 让他们可以看见十字架，让让他们看见在我们心里头还还会有的的问题，还有罪。And so, in the separation time in the wilderness. Even though it seems so difficult for you, 虽然也许对你是一个困难的 ，it's a holy time. 这乃是一个圣洁的时间 ，because you will see the cross. 因为你会看见十字架 ，and you'll see that you're nothing. 你 ，you'll see that you're nothing. 哦，你会看见你什么都不是。That in you is no good thing. 啊，也没有一件好的。And then you'll hear the voice of God. Now, brothers and sisters, it's only for a season that He lets us go through the wilderness. Now, 弟兄姐妹，他就是按有一段时间，有一段时日，他带我们经过。Now, most of our lives are filled with milk and honey. 呃，我们的生命大部分都是呃牛牛奶与蜜的。But you know, there's people I'm sure who are here today going through a wilderness season. 
我相信我们在当中一定有一些现在在经过旷野的时日。And, and it's very difficult. 这是困难的。You know, you can lose your health, and it it takes you a few years to get out of this wilderness. 你也许会失去你的健康，你会呃会占据你一些时日。You can lose a, a loved one, or or lose the, your job, or or lose your money, or whatever it could be, and find yourself in a wilderness. You will 丧失你的财富，或者是你的亲人会过世，啊，你的健康也会在旷野里头丧失。But God uses the wilderness to perfect His children. 可是神用着旷野来叫他们的他的子民能够完全。The wilderness is a holy, valuable time in your life. 这个旷野在你生命当中应该是一个圣洁，应该是一个有有用的时间。Will you overcome the temptations in the wilderness? 你愿意来胜过在旷野里头的试探吗 ？By trusting in the Word of God. 来呃，借着依靠神的话。We see in the Bible. 我们在圣经里头看见。That God raises up His servants. 啊，神把他的仆人兴起。Through the wilderness. How were Joshua and Caleb raised up to be such men of faith? Ah, Joshua and Caleb, they were how did they become such men of faith? How did David become such a man of God? Ah, David, how did he become such a man of God? Hiding fourteen years in the wilderness. Ah, he was hiding in the wilderness for fourteen years. How did Elijah become God's prophet? He hid by the brook Cherith in the wilderness. He also hid in the wilderness. So the Lord has a place and a reason for the wilderness in our lives. Also in the wilderness, so the Lord has a place and a reason for the wilderness in our lives. I just want to say this. It's only a season. It may be forty days and forty nights. But it will pass. Because the Lord has purposes for you on the other side. Prepared, now you serve in the kingdom of the heavens. So here's two final scriptures. In Deuteronomy chapter six, as Moses tells the story of the children's wandering. So in the Living Bible, the sixth chapter, Moses is telling them about their wandering. In verse twenty-three, he gives us a most precious promise. He gives us a most precious promise. Moses says, "God brought us out from there." In order to bring us into the promised land, he sworn to give us. Moses says, To bring us in to the promised land. He brought us out to bring us into the promised land. Now, if he's led you into the wilderness, his promise is to bring you out into the promised land. So we go back to Paul's wonderful promise in Philippians chapter one and verse six. So we go back to Paul's wonderful promise in Philippians chapter one and verse six. For I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. 我深信那在你们心里动了善功的，必成全这功，直到耶稣基督的日子。And God told the children of Israel that all the time they went through the wilderness, do you know what? 啊，神跟以色列民民说，他们在旷野的这些段时间 ，God said. I carried you the whole time through the wilderness. Now I skipped over that, but I think you need to read that scripture. In Deuteronomy chapter one, 
Here's what the Lord said. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you, just as a man carries his son, in all the way which you have walked until you came to this promised land. So, our God loves us so much. He leads us into the wilderness. And He carries us through it. Our God is a saving God. And He wants to prepare us to carry the testimony of Jesus through this life. So when the Lord is dealing with you, let Him work upon you. Remain faithful to Him. And you will find that He has done the work of the cross in your life. For this we thank God. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.